Wait, that was bad. Three, was two, one. What's up? What's up? It's hey, episode five. We're coming at you live. We won't shake, shake or jive. We'll only come and we'll thrive through these podcast hours and you'll dive into our notes. Here we go. Come on in, guys. It's your boy, R. Dizzle on the mic. Ryan Diaz here. I'm joined by Justin Vinez. How you doing today, co-host? I'm doing great. We just came off of this long ass, very emotional movie. So I've got a lot of feelings. I just cried so much at the ending of this movie. Yeah, I cried hard during the middle. I was like really trying to reach for those tears at the end, but they weren't coming. I was like, mm, I think I knew it was coming a little too hard. They were really trying to make me feel it. It's just a super wholesome wrap up. But before we get too into it, you know, we had to take some housekeeping always. Come on, Taylor. So come on in. Uh, first of all, yeah, let's get all our let's get all our bachelor breakdowns in order. This uh, episode is going to be episode three, I think, season, whatever season this is. Uh, so, Taylor, let's hear your bachelor breakdown. Go ahead, Taylor. All right, Taylor, your time start. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Taylor, after you've taken your drink. <laughs> yeah. Oh, what is that? It's a rebel. Mm, it smells great. Yeah, but what kind of rebel? Mango every day. Okay. And your time starts now. All right. Girls are off to a new location. They're going to Chicago. Nobody's excited. Victoria F. gets the one-on-one. It's a private concert with Chase Rice. Turns out that Chase Rice is Victoria F.'s ex-boyfriend. Peter cannot believe it. No matter how many times Victoria tells him, Peter cannot believe that Chase Rice is her ex-boyfriend. Group day is a football game. After the game, waiting for the group rose, Alea comes back and pleads her case. Proves Victoria was lying. All the girls are super pissed at Peter and individually yell at him one by one until he cries. And that's time. Great job. You got it all in there. Proud of you. And that has been Taylor's Bachelor Breakdown. Whoa. Okay. Wow. <laughs> wow. I'm, I'm probably going to start watching this show. I know I've been talking uh, mad shit. I've been going hard in the paint on the hate, but I think I might. Uh, last week, it was my birthday, and uh, uh, when I was spending some family time, my mom was going in on The Bachelor. She knew about the champagne. I brought up champagne, oh. and she started going off about it. So Champagne gate. That's so what the. That's I got some the... family members watching. I might, be, I might peek in. I might see what the hullabaloo is about. Okay. Well, you know. It was, it was, it's fun times always. You always say you're going to watch it. Last week you said you're going to watch it too, but we'll, we'll find out. We'll see if you actually ever we'll do see. turn on the, the Maybe TV I'll watch it by the time this finale comes around. Second point of housekeeping real quick. Don't forget to follow, subscribe, comment, like, leave a five-star review, share us around the world, get us to all your friends and family. We want to be heard. And most importantly, we want you to hear us. Yes, please, guys, please. We are literally begging you. So let's dive right in. Episode five. If you don't know what we're talking about already, then here it is. We're talking about the 2006 movie Click starring Adam Sandler. Click. A Happy Gilmore production. Oh my God. This was such a great movie. Just like coming off of it. First reaction is that they were a lot more feelings involved. I was expecting, you know, the very sad ending. We all know it turns from comedy right. to drama real fast. But I didn't think it was gonna hit me. I didn't think they were gonna reach into my soul like they did. Yeah, I like I I know that it's not a great movie, um, and we don't talk about it a lot. But uh, at, at its forefront, it did 
what it was supposed to do. I feel like, and yeah. I thought it was great. I thought it was. I thought it was a great movie. Look, I love. I love Click. People give it a lot of bad rap, especially on Twitter. But I think it's fantastic. Mm, I I could care less about what Twitter thinks, but <laughs> I. I, I know, do see the general consensus. There's there's a lot of things going into this movie. They want to make you laugh. They want to make you cry. They want to make you feel all these different emotions in between. But yeah, it's sort of like what we talked about a couple of weeks ago with that um, mm-hmm. feel good wrapped up in a comedy. Like it's got the bones. It's got the insides yeah. of a feel good. But um, you know, it's obviously a comedy movie. So let's jump in. We, it's directed by Frank Caracci, Frank Coracci, whatever you want to say. Frank Caracci. Frank Cucaracha, he directed The Wedding Singer, another Adam Sandler hit. Waterboy, another Adam Sandler hit. Wow. Um, Around the World in 80 Days with Jackie Chan and that one guy that shouldn't have gotten the lead role in that movie. Ah. Um, Zookeeper, Ridiculous Six. You know, so just more Kevin James, Adam Sandler movies. Yeah, a comedy heavy, I see. Yeah, he's a, he's a comedy director, it seems. Um, Around the world in eighty days, I guess has some adventure action aspects to it, but for the most part, he's a comedy right, uh, comedy director. Most part is comedy. Uh, it's Jackie Chan going around the world. Right, exactly. <laughs> yeah, but but I, but I mean, like it, it's. I'm not saying it's not a comedy movie. I'm just saying it's it's more action adventure heavy. Like it's more of a blockbuster than these other movies are. Right. Or they're just like straight comedies. Yeah. Um, th- it was written by Steve Carell. Uh, he wrote Night at the Roxbury, Superstar, Bruce Almighty, Evan Almighty, Jack and Jill. So like. These mm. older movies, these I, older comedies. These there's definitely a typecast here. There's definitely like this a genre like, that I'm getting at right. with these movies. It's like an SNL comedy kind of kind right. of movies, you know, like almost sketch comedy. That's what this movie kind of felt like to me at some some points. Like the comedy of it seems like if you took that little scene, you can kind of make that into a sketch comedy. You don't need to make that I, whole, like this movie I, was stitched together a bunch of funny sketches. I definitely see what you're saying. That makes sense. It makes a lot of sense. And it is, uh, uh, you know, I forget a lot of the times that SN- that Adam Sandler was even on SNL, but yeah, he was like a big player back then. Oh. I mean, not back then, but like back in the day, back in the day. I so. forgot about that too. Yeah. So all these people that worked on his movie, um, his movies, and also the Almighty movies, Bruce Almighty and Evan Almighty, mm-hmm. worked on this one. So Mark O'Keefe also worked on, on those movies. So he only wrote, but he only wrote The Almighty's and Click. So that's weird. Mm. Um. It's produced by a bunch of people, um, but most notably Adam Sandler and Mark O'Keefe, who's the writer. Gotcha. Um, we got Adam Sandler in this movie. He's in countless movies. I'm not gonna start lo- leaving off all the Adam Sandler to. universe. Adam Sandler. It's just Adam Big Sandler. Big Daddy, the Mr. Deeds, all that junk. Um, what would you say is your favorite Adam Sandler movie? Would you say it's this one or another one? No, it's probably not Click. My favorite Adam Sandler movie is probably. Uh, either Mr. Deeds or Big Daddy, probably. Oh, yeah. Mr. Deeds was a big one for me growing up. That butler yeah. move used to crack me up. Sneaky, sneaky. That, that, oh, that's the other thing. I was going to say, um, don't mess with the Zohan. I know it's like a very lowbrow movie, but it's got a huge warm place in my heart. It's got a huge what? Warm place in my heart. Warm place in your heart. Oh, I definitely feel yeah. that. Yeah, when it came out, I was definitely all up on that movie. That yeah, was definitely I loved, my. I, I watched it recently. It fucking holds up. Dude. Oh really? I was gonna say because back even... then was that kind of like gag comedy was my thing. I thought it was hilarious. Like going back to this movie, seeing all the the parts where I used to laugh at and used to think were the best parts of this movie were actually the gag sketch right. places <laughs> that I was talking about. I do see how the Zohan is very gaggy, but it's mo. But I feel like it wasn't even offensive then, so it's like extra not offensive now. I wouldn't say offensive because it's not like they're trying to take a specific race and say, "Oh, these people do that." But it's really well, that's just exactly trying to what they did. But they did it in in a they did it in a very <laughs> yeah, real way. Like, that's exactly what like, they did. 
it, yeah, cause, but they did it in like a real, really real way. Like it was yeah. made. I feel like it was made for those audiences to laugh, like for the Middle Eastern audiences that like can vibe with that to laugh because it was it was very specific jokes like that I didn't get, but I know that they that it was like Middle Eastern specific, like, right? You know what I mean? Like all the hummus jokes. Yeah, exactly, and like the fact that they use this for for everything, the fact that you can't cut hair because and, and like everything um, in those countries are always like eighties, nineties, whereas like we're now in the two thousands. I don't know what Middle Eastern thing about this movie, but I would really hope in my heart that they find that funny. Yeah, <laughs> I haven't watched it in a while, it. but I can't imagine like really just like loving it, watching it now. Well, eventually we're gonna do the Adam Sandler, um, Happy Gilmore universe, so we will be getting to that movie. So yeah, we'll see. Where um, it let's fits move into on. The Adam Sandler uh, canon. We got Miss Kate Beckinsale here. Ugh, with her rocking body, man. With her rocking body. She I don't so know any hot. movies she's in besides The Underworld. Okay. And Van Helsing. She looks like she's been like the wife of the movie in, in many a in movie. A, right. In many a kid's movie or something like that. She's like the mom, the wife. Very much a good hot wife in this movie. But like uh, in other movies, I feel like she's different. And that's why she doesn't get those roles a lot, I feel like. Maybe. She um, she's also in the Elder Scrolls Online games. What? <laughs> so yeah, random. I know. I know. She's some queen. Whoa, I like that. Yeah. Okay. I good for her, right? I hope that she like is actually like a gamer and like she enjoys it rather than just like a gig that came to her. She's like, yeah, I'll do some voice work for a couple bucks. Right. Wow. No, I think she. I think she likes it. She's great. Although she does remind me of like the blatant hot wife, uh, schlub man trope that goes on in these kind of movies. Yeah, I was trying to talk about that at the beginning of the movie. It's just so crazy to me how often you see that, like these yeah. like beautiful women with these men that just don't straight up deserve her, and not even in, in like a looks aspect because I get it. Like I get not looking as good as your significant other, but like it always comes with a but they're really great. Like they're a great person. Right, so that's exactly. Why, yeah. But in this case, he was a piece of shit. And yeah. Because we don't want to judge anybody for looks like, oh, you're too hot for this person. But if they're nice right. to you, if they're funny, because I was we saying the same thing common. about Jim Carrey and Zoe Deschanel. I was weird about the age gap, but seeing their chemistry, seeing the way that he made her laugh and like wasn't, you know, just an every average Joe kind of guy. Like it made me right. believe in it more. That that goes a long way. You really need that way. factor in order for me to like not cringe at the whole scene. We also got Christopher Walken. Christopher in Walken. He's in Hairspray, Catch Me If You Can, Seven Psychopaths, Inglorious Bastards, Joe Dirt, everything. He's, He's in fucking a everything. Man, what a famous man. Here's something I found on his IMD page. Just um, scrolling a little fast, not really paying too much attention. Mm-hmm. He was in a 1988 make of Puss in Boots. What? Is yeah, that a I thing? Don't know. Guess who he played. I knew that Puss in Boots was a, like a fantasy tale before Shrek, but I didn't know they had any sort of media before then. Guess so who he played? Did he play the Puss in Boots? He played the Puss in Boots. Oh my God. Is I know. this live action or is this a cartoon? I'm assuming it's live action. Oh Let, let's God. find out. Let I want to know. The... Is he in a cat suit or is he CGI'd cat? Is it like cats? Oh my God. I want to see it, cats. It's, it, it was in 1988, so I doubt that it was very CGI heavy. Right. Must but, have been like um, a cat suit, like cat in the hat type deal. He was puss in puss in boots. A cat belonging to a poor miller's son thinks of a great plan for bringing a title, wealth, and marriage to his owner. He begins to carry out. He begins to carry it out using a few birds and rabbits as gifts for a king, his own wit, and a pair of boots that make him appear human when he puts them on. However, his owner has no idea that the cat has told everyone that his master is a marquise rather than a miller's son until the king has arrived to meet him soon the king's daughter and the miller's son fall in love blah, blah, blah. okay so i'm guessing he turns into a yeah so his owner is christopher walken when the cat jumps in the boots he looks like christopher walken 
He's yeah, like a human now, yeah. taking the form of his owner. Wow. Um, there's cool. no like real synopsis or anything for this. It's written by like uh, like users. So, so that's weird. Interesting though. <laughs> there's a whole Puss in Boots movie. We gotta watch that. Forever doing the Shrek universe. I, I would say this is pretty canon. Yeah, Christopher Walken, Jason Connery, Camila Marner. Who's this crazy guy? And the cat does look like Puss in Boots on the uh, cover, but then all yeah. these little stills, it looks like a different cat. Yeah, who is this man, though? Are you seeing all these... Ma- oh, you're not on the IMDb page. I'm not on the IMDb, a- but I see another guy who looks like Christopher Walken's like outfit, but is not him. I was like, all right, well, anyways... Wow, Puss in Boots. We gotta watch Puss in Boots. Live action so, Puss in Boots. We got Henry Winkler. Henry Winkler. He's the Fonz. He's in Waterboy, Rest of Development, Parks and Rec... Holes. Barry, he's in that show Barry with um Henry Goddamn Wrinkler. Yeah, he's in a lot of stuff. He he had like the most emotional scene in the movie for me. That was really hard. Oh to yeah, the father scene really hit you. With his son, and the son is just like not having it and like not not even like caring at all. Yeah. And then Adam Sandler watching it all go down, regretting his whole life. That was a little heavy. <clears throat> Julie Kavner plays his wife. That's March Simpson. That's all. The only thing she's in is The Simpsons. Gotcha, March. I kept Simpson. saying that during the movie, I, and I wanted you to be like <gasps> March, but you were like, oh, yeah. Like I was like, mm, okay. I don't. I don't really like The Simpsons. I always thought they were okay. kind of weird. Wow. Thanks for that. Um, Sorry. <laughs> Shit on David everybody's Hasselhoff. favorite things. Oh, well. oh, Hasselhoff. Oh, Hasselhoff. I'm sure he was hot in a in a era long before time. Well, when he was in Baywatch and Night Rider, yeah, yeah. What was that? And then uh, like the Baywatch and Night Rider, yeah, something like that. Yeah, you can tell he's got one of those old dad bods where it's like you were muscular at one point, and like you do look good <laughs> for your age. I want to give you that, but at, th- right. at this point, you don't need to take your shirt off in a movie. Like no one's asking <laughs> for it. Yeah, definitely. And then we got Sam Astin, uh, who's in Sa- who's in um, Lord of the Rings. He's in the Goonies, Fifty First Dates, all that. Um, those are the big names I got. I didn't get the um, kids when they were growing up because I don't know. They didn't seem important. Yeah, I mean, maybe um, these are the big names of the film. Going on, but um, I just want to. Yeah, I feel like Ben did stuff, but I saw a little bit more of Sam Aston that I ever needed to see. <laughs> That's true. His big old schlong in that one scene oh for no reason. God. Music was by Rupert Gregson Williams. He did some other stuff, not important. Um, the 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 movie was budgeted. $82.5 million. Do you think oh. they got their money back? Wow. Oh, they definitely got their money back. Click. Oh, my God. I'm going to say more than 100 mil, but less than 200 mil. Oh, bold statements. Is that your final answer? Um, You know, it's not really a blockbuster like that. It was back in the day. I'm going to say around was 100 it, was mil. It, was, it, was it back in the day, Justin? It was 2007, you said? That's- Let's th- 2006. Let's think about this logically, okay? Let's let's back up. Mm-hmm. So, how much did Neverending Story make? Um, that made 120 million. Okay, and that was in what year? 84. All right. So, Click, starring Adam Sandler in 2006, made how much money? Okay, so I think you're telling me to go up. So I'm gonna say 200 mil. <laughs> <laughs> Your final answer. My final answer is 200 mil. Yep. Are we doing prices right? Yeah, we are. So if I'm any lower, well, there's than no I'm other wrong. person here. Radar, uh, radar. How much did? Oh, she doesn't care. You're pretty close. Two hundred thirty-seven point seven million. Yeah, so I still win. It's over. <laughs> okay, I guess you win. Being the only person competing. Well, no one blocked me, and it wasn't under my my uh, guess. 
So I win. What do I win? Yeah, she did good. You win um, the rest of my facts. She did yes. fantastic. Twenty two hundred thirty seven point seven million is a good a good movie. It's more than wow. double what you spent. So at least wow. you made your money back. It was only a hundred million. You said. I mean, a, a one mil. It was like a hundred. Eighty two point five mil. Eighty two point five mil. Oh wow. I wonder where that all went. And there was a lot of special effects in the, there. The special effects, yeah. Or I, I'm gonna say paying off the Hoff and uh, Mr. Sand Sandler and the walk-in and the walk-in, yeah, <laughs> paying off the walk-in. The walk-in's not cheap. No, spend a lot of money that walk-in. So the synopsis for the movie is: a workaholic architect finds a universal remote that allows him to fast forward and rewind to different parts of his life. Complications arise when the remote starts to overrule his choices. Yeah, overrule is a great word to use in that synopsis because that was what the like that pissed me off. Yes, he was making also, bad decisions. You know, in a story, you want the main character to make a bad decision and to learn from it, and then you know not make those decisions anymore. And you know, bad consequences need to come from those bad decisions to really show him why things are bad. But at some point in the movie, he stopped making those decisions. He was screaming at the remote, no, 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 don't, re- don't fast forward my life. And the remote right. was like, just like messing everything up. So at some point, it was just kind of like watching it happen. I think that's why like later on in the movie, I stopped caring as much. I'm like, okay, well, this is just showing me how bad it can get. They're really trying to like, you know, worst case scenario, this bitch. Right. Yeah, so I feel that. That's where I stopped kind of like uh, getting invested as much. It doesn't really hold up a lot because, I mean, I guess it does make sense when Walken explains it. Um, but he says stuff like, it takes your preference and it knows what you want. And it's like, but I, how can you do that off of one fast forward? Like, yeah. That isn't, I mean, obviously, it's a mystical remote. But and now this preference know. is hard set in there. Now you can't change it. It was only in the last 45 minutes, too, where, like, the remote starts really causing problems for him. Because yeah. the first 45, the first 15 minutes of the movie is blah, 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 get the remote. Right. And then there's a fat 40 minutes of like just dicking around. Right. Yeah, I'm just going to dick around with this remote. And then there's 45 minutes of, or then there's five minutes of, okay, here's how I use the remote. And then there's 40 minutes of the remote is now on autopilot for the yeah, rest of your life. the remote is taking control of my life and I cannot stop it. <laughs> a movie in five acts. <laughs> I've, <laughs> I've like, I have more to hear. You know, it's not like he disappeared from Bed Bath and Beyond. He's here and he's telling me that I cannot change the remote. It, it yeah. knows your preferences, so fuck you. Thanks, Geek Squad. Yeah, thanks, Morty. Jesus. So, Justin, where does this movie take place? Ah, oh, damn it. I forgot about this one. Well, we've seen scenes in New York from Hasselhoff's, Hasselhoff's office is in New York for sure. And I want to say he lives close to New York, so I'm going to go for Jersey. Does he live in Jersey? <laughs> Final answer, Jersey. I want you to... Oh, man. I want to walk through your thought process with, with you. Okay, so let's, I don't, let's slow it down. Oh, man. He definitely drove into the city. I saw him driving, okay, and okay, now there okay. are buildings here, and he right. lives in the suburbs. He's not stop. like... Let's stop. Let's back it up a I've second. Stopped. Yep, you, you okay. clicked me with the remote. I'm rewinding. <laughs> Okay. Hasselhoff's office. Yes. Where are you where are you getting New York from that? Um when they did a whole uh panorama panorama zoom through the city on the helicopter type of view before coming into the office to give us the exterior, it was the Chrysler building. It was a bunch of famous New York buildings. Okay, great. So his New York office is in New York. We've established that. Mhm. Okay. 
And you think the suburbs that he lives in is in New Jersey and he's driving <laughs> into the city of New York okay. City. That's so what I want to know. You're trying to guide me toward that he also lives in New York. Should, is the answer No, New York? I'm not. I'm not. I'm not. I want to know your thought process. I want to know I'm thinking that of, you think that there's a suburb in New Jersey that looks like that suburb. I don't know what suburbs look like in New Jersey. I'm just guessing the closest... <laughs> The closest place to New York that isn't New York. I mean, he could live okay. in the suburbs of New York. He could lo- live upstate. That would be like probably the most reasonable answer. But you said that one of these films, one of these scenes were filmed in New York. So that means that the rest is not. So that's just right. what I'm going off of. You told me okay. this is filmed in New York. So you wouldn't say that about the whole movie if it was all filmed in one place. Okay. So nearest thing to that is Jersey. There's also Connecticut, all these New England places. But is he driving an hour to get to work? Maybe not. But then again, he's driving into New York City. It takes a long time to get into the city. So the suburbs could be anywhere. Okay. He could also be from fucking Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. That's also (laughs) close. Okay. Okay. All right. Well... (laughs) It behooves me to mention that this movie was filmed in Los Angeles, California. What? Oh, that's so stupid. <laughs> stupid! I didn't know how to guide you. Look, I don't know if the whole movie is actually in New York or if it was just if it was just filmed in Los Angeles, but it does not say anything specific about that. Yeah, they might have filmed in Los Angeles using a studio, using a suburb, but then like that's supposed to be blink and blink city in New York or blink and blink city somewhere else, you know? But then it's but then it's also a thing that they're in New York during Ben's wedding. Like that's a thing that they're in New York during Ben's wedding. So it has to have taken place somewhere else. Right, exactly. I mean, I doubt that I doubt they live in L.A. and he drives to New York. So it has to be. No, I know he doesn't drive to New York. Oh, that's true. He did drive in the thing, whatever. The traffic seems very L.A. I don't know. The city doesn't make any sense to me. All of it doesn't make any sense to me. I don't think this movie makes sense at all. Disappointed in that. I'm fully enraged right now. Not disappointed, (laughs) honey. So in 1995, R.L. Stein wrote a very similar story in his Tales to Give You Goosebumps, um, the Goosebumps books. Oh. Um, with all, it almost has the same plot and setup as this one, even down to the title, Click. Oh. Yes. Scholastic Incorporated almost sued Adam Sandler and his film producers for plagiarism, but both parties agreed that the entire situation was just a coincidence, so no legal action was ever taken. That doesn't seem fair. Like, if it was just the premise, okay, yeah, everyone thinks of if you can pause your life. But the story was called Click and everything. They didn't even want to change the name. Yeah, I mean, they could, they, but they, but the, here's the other thing. Um, both stories could easily be based on the old French tale, The Magic Thread. So even further back, there's even a, a more, a, a story okay. that still has that basis. Um, in which a boy is able to pull a thread to speed up the parts of his life he doesn't like. Ah, he quickly finds himself in Before old remote man, controls he, were a thing. Yes, before remote controls, wow. you know how you control things with thread. I love that. And a, a, a boy is able to pull a thread to speed up the parts of his life he doesn't like. He quickly finds himself an old man before be, being given a second chance. Um, and then they also, since they made Goosebumps into a TV show, season three, episode five is also <gasps> Click. Ooh. Um, and a child we should watch it we should watch it yeah in which a child orders a remote that controls not just the television but the world around him not unlike sandler's version of the story the remote uh, proves to be addictive and have has dire consequences 
Is it addictive or does it have an auto preference setting that will fuck with your it life? It does not have an auto preference setting that These will are fuck with your life. Two very different, uh, very different synopsis. Is, yeah. Mm-hmm. The film's premise was originally. Oh, let me try that one again. The film's. Hummer, 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 hummer. Red, yeller, deller, leller. All right. The film's premise. Oh, God damn it, Ryan. <coughs> The film's premise was originated from a joke uh, by co-writer Steve Coren. Um, it was not until the co-writer Marco Keith's girlfriend suggested turning into a feature film that the project even got off the ground. Hey, so, shout out to all the babes in the world encouraging yeah, your significant other. Other, <laughs> exactly. Shout out to all significant others in all in instances, because he was just like, <laughs> "Would it be so great if I could just like fast forward to these boring executive meetings, <gasps> babe?" You should make a movie of that. And then Mark Keith goes, oh my God, that means such a good movie. I (laughs) would watch that, babe. You should make it. I'm assuming he has a very annoying girlfriend. Why is she annoying, Justin? Why'd you give her that? I wanted her to be so, like, uh, abrasive that he had to do it. When are you going to make that movie you're talking about? Where you can, like, fast forward things? And he's, like, thinking in his head, can I fast forward you right now? Can I fast forward you right now? (laughs) I mean, yeah, you have to have an annoying girlfriend slash wife in order to feel like you want to make a movie about adam sandler skipping over his girlfriend's last wife hey i feel it i mean I, and also I anything to get an bod. idea off the ground i yeah, love right? i love weird um inceptions you know oh yeah like we were in a garage one day and we just saw a star shoot over we were like we got it we got the name of our band dude S- star wars star- oh <laughs> how- that was a good one um this, uh the film god brian film was filming began Filming began. Filming began. Filming began in late 2005, and it was finished by the early 2006 mm-hmm. for a 2006 release. We definitely feel um, the 2000s vibe. It's definitely yes. deep, deep within the filth of the 2000s. It's actually kind of funny um, about this film. Um, it had a lot of bad or mixed reviews from critics, I would say, but it was nominated for an Oscar what? for best makeup. Oh, okay, that's pretty because. Believable. And I want to say because of the old, the old. Um, Make the scenes where the parents were young again. Where the parents were young again. Where yeah, the because mom, that was really good. Well, I guess when the mom was older, it wasn't that great. But Adam Sandler being a fat dude wasn't bad. What? It took it us a second either, to no. realize what they were doing, if it was a CGI or a fat suit. And it was a mix of both. But um, it's actually the only Sandler film to be nominated for an Oscar as of 2019. What? Damn. Yeah. Well, I hope Uncut Gems does well, which is his more recent drama. I'm sure that's yeah, gonna but I heard, be nominated uh, for something. I heard the Joker's gonna win everything, and everyone's gonna be mad about that. It wasn't that good. I didn't like it. I I wouldn't be surprised about that. I I feel have you seen really, the Joker? Yeah, someone was asking me about that recently, and I was like, I I didn't hate it, but I didn't love it. It it did what it was supposed to do. It was supposed to make you feel cringy and make make you supposed to feel like you know on edge, right. and that's what it did. Because I barely I like, feel like I'm saying that too often, and that's yeah. not that's no longer a justification. If, right. If, things things doing what it set out to do is no longer a, a term for me to be able to be like that's good because that keeps happening. I keep saying, yeah, well, I did did what it had to do. Like right. s- like Solo, a Star Wars story. Yeah, I guess it did what it had to do. But yeah, did it have to do that? But did it have to do movie. that? It was a fun little heist adventure movie, but did it need to be? You know, when you leave the theater, you're not feeling like, wow, I'm so glad I watched that movie. It was like, yep, yeah, that's what, yep, yeah, that's what I came for, I guess. Exactly. And this isn't the Joker podcast, but I will say this last po- this last sentence. Mm-hmm. It's an oversaturated character that we wanted to push to the edgiest, edgiest performance, 
And instead of leaving with a beautiful edgy performance that Heath Ledger gave us, where it gave us mystery to the character, we defined every aspect of him, mm. and it made it horrible. Oh, I never thought of it. Especially that way. when you take, especially when you take it, and it's basically saying that people with mental illness are villains, or or are one bad yeah, day away from killing everybody. Yeah, that's where everything blurs everybody. because the the message and the moral of the story that they were driving home wasn't. I didn't like the message. It did what it was supposed yeah. to do. It made me feel weird but i didn't like it so again this is not the joker walking phoenix podcast this is not but if we're going to be talking about films you might as well delve into it so that's the end of our tangent that's the end of that we'll move on this movie was actually um the movie click was actually remade into a hindi movie in 2016 hindi that means it's called like bollywood it's something like that okay it's called bar bar deco starring siddharth malhortra and Katrina Kaif. Oh, I sense a second watch. We gotta watch Uh, it. I sense a Bard Bard Deco watch. Oh, Bollywood. Bard Bard Deco. Okay. James Earl Jones joins the cast in March 2014 to play himself and the narrator. You said 2014? 2005. Oh, I was like, what? They were like, they added that afterwards? Yeah. No, James James Earl Jones was a nice touch. Yeah, it was. was There were a lot of like, big names that like just came into the movie and, and went like James Earl Jones just happened to be the commentator. Jonah mm-hmm. Hill just happened to be Ben when he was, you know, big and, and, and in, in the future. I don't know. Rob if this was Schneider before. for 40 seconds. Yeah. Rob Schneider as the Mr. Hobby boob or whatever his yeah. name was. Yeah. Christopher Walken is, is an actual cast, but I feel like there were others mm-hmm. that were like random cameos. Oh, um, the white bitch. I forget her name. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. The she's not white, but like she was the white bitch blonde. in the Narnia parody movie, the instead of the white blonde. witch, legally blonde. Yeah, I don't know her name, but she's so funny. Oh, was she the white bitch in that movie? Oh, she was. You're right. Yeah, the white witch, That's the funny. white bitch. So that scene in the past, where Adam and Kate are about to kiss for the first time. Oh, that was a juicy kiss. Right, and it was a juicy scene. I was feeling that moment. I really was. Like that was. Well, it might be in part by the fact that it was deliberately overlit. To make it look more like the 1980s. Was the 1980s overlit? Is that a, a well, sense that I'm getting? No, but like movies that were filmed then, they have more of like a, like a, like a, they didn't really take in light as well. You know what I mean? So it ah. looks kind of like blurry like that. You know what I mean? Yeah. Okay. I was getting the 80s I thought that was by a the cool outfits fact. I fucking everything. hate you, but whatever. I don't really like, I don't know. I don't pay attention to lighting like that. I couldn't yeah, have, I um, but I'm glad you said it. So now I have something to pay attention to next time. Anytime we get a flashback to the 80s, I'm like, is it lit like click? You know, is this legit? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Is it legit like click? I do have one little form of shade um, to throw at this movie. Okay, shade it, honey. Give us a But tea. before I shade it, honey, I would like to stop the podcast real quick. Stop the pod. It looks like I got a third degree quiz show. Coming at you live from the third degree quiz show. I'm your host, Ryan Diaz, where we take a movie that we're reviewing. Let me try that again. This is Ryan coming at you live where we take a movie that we're talking about and I ask a question three three degrees removed from that. I'm going to try that one more time. This is your host, Ryan Diaz, where I take a movie that we're talking about and I ask you a question that is three degrees removed from that. Our guest today is Justin Vinez. How you doing today, Justin? Woo! I'm so excited to be here! Are you feeling like you're going to get the money today? I'm feeling the heat. I'm feeling the third degree heat. I'm ready for it. 
great. Let's get right into it. So, this movie, as we know, Click, stars Adam Sandler. Adam Sandler. Who also is in the movie Hotel Transylvania. Hotel Transylvania. With a human named Jonathan. Now, can you, for all the money in the world, tell me who, who, who plays, plays, plays Jonathan, 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 the no. human, human. <sighs> and I guess that Justin will not get this right. <sighs> Damn, it's so funny my relationship with these movies because I've never seen the first one. I've never seen the second one. Ugh. But when I started working at AMC, the you third one. You saw Hotel Transylvania three summer vacation. Yes, girl. Hotel Transylvania three summer vacation or I summer cruise, the one. whatever they call it, was in theaters and I was serving it and it was actually. A busy movie. I remember being like, okay, this movie's going to leave in like two weeks and whatever, but it was always selling. There was always big families coming in, and I learned to love the movie, but Jonathan, the human? I thought the first, I thought the first movie was really good, and I think that they like used cartoonish like they like it's a it's a it's a it's an animated movie that isn't trying to be like super real like most of these animated movies are. Right. They actually have like they actually move like fluid cartoons and stuff like that, and that's fun for me. Yeah, like the I agree. The 3D cartoons that move with 2D dimensions, and that's I, fun. I absolutely agree. I haven't seen the first two, like I said, but like walking into the third one whenever I was serving and like seeing the visual, like when I'm just walking around, not looking at it, just listening to it, I'm like, okay, this is just like Baby Central. And I look up, and like they're so animated and so funny looking. Like they're always giving you some face or like some cool little pose or something. So I was like, damn, yeah. these movies are actually good. And then yeah, they put it on Netflix. Them. Put them on the list. Oh, they, they're on the list right now. Um, yeah. And they put it on Netflix, and then for a while that was like my movie. If I'm cleaning the house, I'll just put it on because I like recognize the sound. I kind of know all the jokes. Mm-hmm. So I really should know who Jonathan is. Right, and he's a famous guy too. He's like one of the only famous people in the movie. Can you tell me who the the daughter is? The Jonathan is the daughter's husband, right? Or yes. her her boo, whatever. Yeah, I know the daughter is Selena Gomez. Okay, good. That was a I big thing in in the movies. And I know so who's Jonathan. In the plot of the third one, not to spoil Hotel Transylvania 3 Summer Vacation. Don't. La, 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 la. I don't want to hear it. But I just know that he's a DJ and he's very funny. Like, he keeps on throwing out some fresh beats. He's got such a stupid voice. He sounds like such with an the clues, idiot. With, with the clues you've just given yourself, I would get it. Yeah, I'm trying to, like, work it in now. He's an idiot. All right, put that third degree timer on the, no! on the clock. Timer's going. Okay. Ten. Nine. Someone famous. Eight, someone famous seven, that he would have gotten the thumb and his five, skills. Four. I got it. Three. Stop the clock. Is it? <laughs> oh my god. Now that I have his face in my mind, I forgot his name. But um God damn it. Is it Brooklyn Nine Nine? Is it oh, oh. Andy Samberg? It is Andy Samberg. You win yeah. the third degree pitch shot. I'm good at this show. <laughs> yes. Oh, and unfortunately, I guessed wrong, and Justin did not know the answer. Yes. I mean, he, Justin did know the answer, so that is two to one on the scale on two the scoreboard. Two to one, favor to good Justin. Good job. Good job, Justin. Two, two, one. I'm Thanks, Andy up. Samberg. I wouldn't have gotten that if I didn't binge all of Brooklyn Nine Nine within like two weeks. It's a fantastic show, so I'm glad you did. Oh, he's so good. I love that show The last so bit of much. information I have for Click is right here. I just have a little shade to throw it. Um, when Michael flashes back to the time when him and his wife first kissed, 
Michael and everyone else has been wearing 80s shirts and 80s attire and stuff like that. And when Michael and Donna kiss, the song Linger comes on, and that's their song. That is their relationship song. Yeah, I remember that. That song did not come out until 1993. Oh, how can they fuck that up? How could they fuck that up? Well, you I guess it's a very 90 sounding You put a whole 80s thing together, like specifically 80s. You're going to get the whole lighting. You're going to bring that fucking fact to my face about the trying to well lit the place because it's the 80s. And you put a 93 <laughs> song. They didn't They didn't have the foresight for it, Justin. You over here calling tell me you, dumb because I don't know 80s lighting. And they put fucking 93 <laughs> linger on. <laughs> uh, they deserve that shade. I'm going to spill my they tea all over the their shade. drink. That's my movie there. shade for this one. Um, you can take all my tea and throw it in now, your face. Before I ask you the topic of this podcast, I do want to bring something up into light. And I told you we were going to discuss this, but I want to discuss it on air. It's a little more um, organic, if you will. A little more natural. We have a tendency to rate almost everything we do. We always pick three categories, and then we give it three numbers out of ten. And then we do, you know, do some math, and that is our ten out of ten score for that thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and I just think it's weird that we haven't been doing that for this podcast. You're right. I rate too many things in my life. Sometimes I'll throw out a number, and people look at me like, "You just gave, you just gave your life a six. And I'm like, "Well, <laughs> you just I gave feel this like unsalted a, butter a I six. I feel like a six right now. So yeah, I'm very surprised we haven't done that. So um, damn, what are some categories? I think yeah, that's going off We're of Joker. Go I think going off of Joker at one category needs to be execution i would say how well okay. the film did what it was supposed to do because joker would get a 10 in that category and not in like a uh, likability how much i enjoyed the film i agree with you but i also think that a lot of movies will get that 10 i don't know a lot of there, movies there are some comedies that are like straight up gag comedies where i'm like this was not they funny. Do not set out to what they accomplished do you think right. Cook set out to what it accomplished you know what actually this is probably a good example for that because it kind of did but it kind of didn't i would give it an eight yeah, I was gonna go for an eight and okay. a half because okay. it okay, did okay, give okay, me. Okay, okay, okay. It Let's did give me the um the comedy and we'll drama do, that it was asking for. What are we doing? We'll do it. We'll do likability. We'll do what was the one you just said? Execution. Execution. So likability, accountability, because we're holding it accountable for its execution. Uh huh. And then one more ability, so we can keep it in this ability uh, alliteration game that we're doing. Um, likability or enjoyability accountability or execution how much i enjoy it how much they did their job and, and how well mm, i don't know is that too broad how performances? well performances i was gonna say how well it stands the test of time like how well it holds up oh, as a movie how well does it hold up no i think that is i think that's too specific a category not even too broad right okay baby got any input great <laughs> she's staring at me intently and then says i wasn't listening sorry <laughs> Staring at you to try to get some clues about what you were talking about. <laughs> Would we give it an overall score, or is that just going to be the no, combination the, of the that's three? That's the combination. Yeah. Mm. How much I enjoyed it. I'm thinking about this movie specifically. Click. I enjoyed How it. How much I enjoyed it. It did its job. It did its job. The emotion factor, whether I laughed and or cried and or smiled and or felt uncomfortable. That sounds like enjoyability and execution though like if it was a comedy mm. did it make me laugh is kind of like the execution that's true yeah you're right in a comedy if it made me laugh but i didn't like the jokes that's my enjoyability right okay entertainment value like did it keep me engaged engagement engaged engageability mm. engagement is a good one because that 
that is a good one because I think we enjoy most of the things that we talk about. Yeah. And most of the things that we talk about execute it well enough that it stays in our memory. So mm. how much it keeps me engaged is a great question because I have such a small attention span for things. Um, so likability, accountability, and engagability, we're going with that? Yeah, let's do that. All right, so Justin, we're now starting to rate our movies. Does that mean we should go back and rate the ones we've already done real quick? Yeah, let's just do a lightning round. All right, lightning round. Starting with real the Grinch. Quick, the Grinch. All right, likability, a solid nine. Oh, God, solid nine. Agreed. Solid nine. Um, so Grinch gets a solid nine for likability. Accountability. Did it do what it was supposed to do? Did it tell the story of the Grinch? Ten. Oh solid ten. Oh, my God, solid ten. Yep. Did not only tell the story of the Grinch, but told the story of Cindy Lou Who, which we did not need to hear. Um, engageability. Was I engaged? Um... I will say most an, of the time. Yeah, I'm going to give you an eight. There were some lulls, like especially when Cindy Lou Who starts singing her song. That was probably the, like, yeah. the most unnecessary oh song. I think I zoned out so hard. Yep, that's the biggest. That's the one of the big zone out moments. But not a lot else than that. Everything else is very engaging. So Grin- Grinch gets a seven, I think. Right? A nine it was a, plus ten. A nine, ten, and eight an eight. Divided by that's three. That's a nine. How do you do this again? A nine and a ten and an eight together should be a nine, right? Nine plus ten plus eight, and then what do you do to it? Then divided by three, so that's twenty-seven. Divided, divided by, three by is nine. three is nine. Yeah, you're right. Solid so, nine. Solid got an allen. Solid nine. All right, and then what do we do after that? Steven Universe episodes one through ten. Um, I don't. I feel mean if I review those. I'm not going to. Are we doing? Oh yeah, we can't do Steven Universe yet because it's not a complete, complete thing. What do we watch third? third yes, man. Likeability. Yes, like I'm gonna give it another nine. I'm gonna give it an. Uh, I might go seven. I'm sorry. Okay. Not trying to shit on you, but let's go. Let's meet in the middle and eight. Let's 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 meet in the middle and we'll both go eight. Okay, eight. All right. Accountability. Did it do what it was thought to do? Uh, it did tell the story of a man who said yes until it went wrong. So I'm gonna give that a nine. Yeah, I was gonna go for eight as well. So. Do we okay, have to agree? Do we have to consess? Do we have to? Yeah, I think it has to be consensual because I don't want it to be two scores for each one. I think we need to we need to give it a solid score as a pairing. All right, then I'm gonna bump it up to a nine then because it was okay, definitely great. on the better end of that spectrum. Good, good, good. Engageability, were we engaged? Um, for the most part, I'd say yes, but uh, I probably zoned out more than I did in um, Grinch. Grinch, yeah. Definitely. So I'm gonna say a seven. Seven. Still on the high yeah. end, but like it wasn't so engaging. It was yeah. a little average Joe when it comes to engagement. So, so that is seven. Like I keep doing that. Nine and eight. Am I not dividing it? Yeah. Yeah. Seven, seven plus eight, eight plus nine is gonna be an eight. Okay. Why does it keep doing that for me? Never mind. So um. Okay. So that's an eight, and then never-ending story, likability. Um. Oh, I'm gonna give that one an eight. And I'll give it a six. Oh. Okay, we're so meeting in the middle with the seven. Seven, great. Um, accountability. Did it do what it was supposed to do? Oh, based off of the nine. lawsuit, I'm gonna not give it a nine. <gasps> I mean, and what it's supposed to do is make you feel like the world is ending, and that it's a, a magical okay. fantasy children's story with a lot of heaviness, gravitas. Okay, you've swayed me. I was giving the accountability towards the book. It needs to, but but I'll, but you've swayed me. I'll give it a nine. Cool. Engageability. That's a fat three. Uh, yeah, there were a lot of weird parts going on there. A lot of lulls and a lot of like, even when it was supposed to be engaging, I was like, what am I watching? Yeah. It was a lot of child actors. So that's all I'll say there. You said uh, three. I, the, I was going to go yeah. for a five. No, I don't. Okay. We'll get, we'll be in the middle of the four, four but I, yeah. I, I can't, uh, can't say that. That was great for me. I'm definitely got a bias. I'm bumping every score up like by two points. Um, 7.3. So. Okay. There's I'm not that. mad at it. 
All right, and finally, the movie we've watched today, bam, Click, Likeability. I'm going to give it an 8. I liked it. Didn't I was going to go it. solid 8 as well. I love the premise Great. of it. Do I love watching it? Like, Do I like the actual watch through? Maybe not. I know what's happening. I know when it's coming. I know that sad part is coming eventually. Accountability. Did it set? Did it do what it set out to do? I'm going to give it a 9. Oh, okay. Because the heavy, the heavy parts hit me. It was some heavy hitters. Yeah. Um, the comedy was pretty much on there. The only one that uh, didn't get me was the dog. It kind of got a little weird towards the end. The dog humping things. The so. overarching story of a man who wants to only enjoy certain aspects of his life and then realizing yeah. that the only way he can enjoy them is because of the other parts too mm-hmm. is great for me. They did that for me. That That's fine. They that's got very accurate. When you're reading the synopsis like that, yes. I was thinking more of like right. the lows and the highs because it was a comedy and a drama. It was trying to give you the feels and it was trying to make you laugh. Yeah, so in the broad spectrum, points. it smacked it on a 10. In the small scale with each joke and each heavy moment, I would give it an 8. So I'm jumping in the middle so for a 9 there. Good 9. Engageability. Did this, this did this movie keep you engaged? I want to say yeah, it really did. I want to say yes too. I think I paid more attention to this than I did Yes Man, and I think I like Yes Man better as a movie. I agree with that statement wholeheartedly. So is that a nine? I think it's a nine. I think I think that's a nine. So nine nine eight, twenty six. What's twenty six divided by three? That's gonna be eight point seven. Okay, a solid eight point seven. For the big, for the big dog upstairs. Yeah, I agree with that. Click is a fucking good movie. It holds yeah. up. The more we're talking I, about it, the more I'm like, I agree Damn, with that too. I like I give this it movie. 8.7. 8.7 is a eight point seven. Eight point seven is a solid score. That's that a, almost is. a nine. I'm good with that. I, I, ooh, I would love to know what the Rotten Tomato score is. Not that I like pay attention to that, but sometimes it, I love to be surprised. I'm like, oh, that mm. movie got a thirty-two. Cool. That's one of mm. my beloved childhood movies. Right. Yeah. I feel that. Yeah, but when you're rating things, especially with critics. Everybody loves white chicks. Everybody would love to put on white chicks and have a fucking laugh storm with all your friends. But if you go on, on Rotten Tomatoes, it's a bad movie. Critically, it's like, you know, a bad movie. Yeah, it, it's got a 6.4 out of 10 on IMDb. Uh, um, click? Yeah. Um, That's lower than I wanted it to be, but... 45 Metascore. Oh, on come there. on. Uh, yeah, yeah, that's why I don't like the critics. They're, they actually do suck. Yeah, they, they're mean. I mean, the, the, the 6.4 out of 10 is... Is user friendly. I mean, is user votes. So, mm. what are you gonna do? Yeah, what are you gonna do? Anyways, uh, Justin, I have a very important question for you. Ryan, ask away, please. How do you feel? You know, usually I get these things ready. Right now, mm. I'm speaking from the heart. Okay, show me what you got. I feel like, I feel like Adam Sandler when he wakes up in a bed. Realizing that all the worst things of his life were just a dream, and he's got a second chance to make things right. And he he's jumps God in the bed you. with Nick Swartzen. God bless you. And yeah, I feel like I want to. Fuck the audio up, babe. I re- yeah, I was really getting to the heart, but no, we'll keep this in. This is exactly what I'm talking about. I'm speaking from the heart right now. I want to jump out of this bed and I want to jump around with Nick Swartzen, and just be happy that I'm living my life now and that I'm not fast forwarding. I'm not rewinding. Everything's just on play right now. And it feels great. Oh, it feels great. I love so, that. You get snaps for that. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you get you, snaps for that. Thank you. I like that. Snaps all around the room. Um, Ryan, how are you feeling right about now? Oh, how do I feel? How do you feel? Oh, are you, are you, uh, oh how does Ryan feel? Oh, uh, well, I guess since you spoke from the heart, I'll have to speak from the heart as well. I feel a little bit like, uh, well, I feel a little bit like, like Sundance. 
when he goes to hump the duck. Oh, man. Just so full of energy, so ready, you know, to have my day, to have my duck. <laughs> Not think about anything, just the primal thoughts, just the primal functions. You know, I just want me, and my hump, duck, and my duck. And my duck, oh, man. Maybe a Twinkie or two. Oh, man. Yeah. That's a feeling. I definitely feel that. That is a feeling, yeah. All right, Justin, you got something to plug? Just follow me everywhere you can. BBY, period, J underscore, BBJ, or Justin Vinez everywhere else, V-I-N-E-S. Where can they find you, Ryan? Um, You can follow me at Firevex on most things, at Firevex11 on other things. You can check out our YouTube channel, Resting Ninja Studios uh, on YouTube. There will be a website up very soon, and there will be our RSS feeds in Spotify and Apple Music coming soon. Um, thanks for coming on this journey with us. Uh, I don't know how this one should end. Click. Should we just scream click as loud as we can? Maybe we can. Maybe if All we right. really try, we can reach Christopher Walken wherever he is in the Beyond section. Well, that's it. We do we do click in a Christopher Walken voice. Click. click. Oh, you mean you mean click? Click. Click. I used to be good at that, man. That sucks, but you know. Cowbell. Click. The remote, it it it, it senses where <laughs> you press forward in your life. I forget about it. The remote. <laughs> <laughs> That's so bad. Bye. Bye. This is how we feel. This is how we feel. This is how we feel. This is how. Good. I felt the harmony. Yeah.